My name is Richard Collenberg. I'm the editor of the uh, website tvsmarts.com, and uh, I believe that Peter mentioned that I was the founding archivist of the American Film Institute. That was a long time ago. Since then, I've been involved in journalism and the media, and discovered in the course of that uh, a, a wealth of resources that allow me to contribute to the effort that all of you are working in, which is to foster a cult of a, a, a culture, maybe a cult, of use of this material that we've been discussing. I think the emphasis today and yesterday has been on uh, post-secondary. My hope and my activities has been to engage the secondary school uh, arena in this process of using these audiovisual materials, and specifically that the students would use it. I think we've said enough, and perhaps not enough, about the problem of the generations. And I find that working with students moves the culture of use farther and faster than working with the teachers. Um, the TV Smarts website is one of several that uses the following material to generate a media menu each week. We go through the standards of various states. I have here the one, uh, just one page that shows the physical layout of the standards that uh, the state of California, uh, and then the, uh, I have some examples. What we're doing here is developing a way of, by hand rather than by technology, going into the, uh, no, that's the, we want to go back going into the words used to describe the standards just arbitrarily, I'll, I'll use a, since we're in New York, I'll go to a New York one. These words, sorted by hand, also appear in the descriptors of television broadcasts that are put online each week by the commercial networks and cable casters, there are about 200 of them. And what I've been doing by hand is seeing where there's a match between the words in the, in the descriptors. And when there is a match, we put that in a, we, we vet these things. Let's see. Oh, it's word. Here's an example of one of the, uh, It's too small to read, but it's about uh, the forces of nature, and it's about geology. <coughs> These words turned out to be available in the eighth grade and the twelfth grade and even the fourth grade learning standards as posted on the web, and they match up with these things that we found on the website of this particular broadcaster. I'll have, I have another example here. We're talking about programs that were made by the commercial broadcasters for broadcast to the general audience. We, we have PBS in there because they also broadcast to the general audience, but the point I'm making is that we're not talking about KidVid here. We're talking about programs that were made for the general audience and we're making available an informational site that tells the students or the teachers or the parents in advance when a program is going to be on TV 
that's related to the, what they might be studying in school. Uh, here's an example of the uh, particular, uh, at least one version of the site. Let's see if I can scroll down here. TV Smarts is a site that is um, imported into the websites of various schools and educational websites around the country. Um, it's, um, you can see that we sort by elementary, middle, and high school appropriateness, of it, whether it was in the standards. Here's a description in the middle of the, uh, the topic and the source, which is the channel and the broadcast. Down at the bottom, let me see if I can get this. We have a little information box which lists a, a, the website which frequently accompanies a broadcast. Very recently, this website has also been the source of information on how to log on to the streaming video uh, of the very show. Uh, Patricia gave me a phrase that I, I, I cherish as to what all of this amounts to, and this is the new bookshelf in the library. This is the time that somebody finds out that this material is available, and because of the onrush of culture, I mean, uh, of uh, technology, turns out that a lot of these things become streaming. So this is the opening weekend of this, this material. Now, what's going on with it? Well, the short answer is that when students are, are told by a teacher to watch these shows at home, they do, and that enlivens the school discussion. That's the good news. When students write essays based on this material, they write longer essays than they would if they had been sent to the library to write a book, so the teachers are burdened with additional text to have to wade through. In a demonstration site in Los Angeles at a place with the rather dramatic title of Hollywood High School, which is simply the name of the district of town where the school is, it's not really connected to the movie business. One teacher has an interesting policy of no paper. She assigns the students to do their research for papers, I mean for assignments and essays online, and she said you either email me the result or hand me a disc. And so she has to wade through all of the outcome on her computer. But the point is, the students are exposed to material which is broader than what's going on in the other classrooms in this very school. And this results in a tentpole effect where they score higher on the standardized tests. And in that particular high school, that classroom alone was able to produce results which move the average results for the school up to a point where they were able to sustain their uh, accreditation. <coughs> the students liked this. Uh, one, after one particular test, the teacher told me that the kids came in and sort of grabbed her by the shoulder and said, we knew what was on the test. The point is that they had seen things on television that accumulate over the period of the year that might not be that week's material, but the point is they knew it when they were going into the test and were able to draw on this. I learned that that is a phenomenon from my son, who is a, actually a biologist, although he's about to graduate as an architect. 
but he learns all kinds of things by watching television. And one day he did something while he was in an undergraduate situation. He was bored, and so he took the LSAT uh, because his college roommate was doing it. And he scored well enough to get into UCLA, but he's neither an attorney nor wanting to be an attorney. He's a biologist and an architect. But I asked him, where'd you get the information? The answer is from the kind of stuff that you, sir, are putting up on, on the web. I, I think that what the British University Film and Television Council is doing is something that I simply want to have a role in bringing to the United States. Um, by the way, I want to make a parenthetical reference here to two things, one Google and the other VChip, and then I'll shut up. Google, when you go on, say for instance, uh, last week they were running a, a History Channel series on the Inquisition, a very lengthy and pretty detailed account of that phenomenon. And if you Googled the Inquisition, there was no reference to that particular program being available. We don't have a, an info box where a student can go on and simply arbitrarily, I mean not arbitrarily, but according to their need, <coughs> type in the topic that a, an essay has been assigned by the teacher or that they're just generally interested in, in and then find what's going to be on TV in the upcoming fortnight. It, it just doesn't exist. The site that we have uh, called TV Smarts was started by myself and uh, a Canadian engineer whose contribution to Western civilization was the V-chip, which is in, built into the American and Canadian television shows, the sets by mandate. It now is used to sort three things, which I call swearing, slashing, and well, anyway, sex and violence and bad language. But there are 23 other letters in the alphabet that it could sort for. It's not widely known that the V-chip can be used to select for a program or against a program. And when he goes down to talk to the FCC, even they say, well, what is there that you would like to select for? And he uses the column each week to answer the question of what's potentially valuable on TV that the students might profit from or a parent might want their kids to see. Um, the uh, other use that's being made of this is libraries, oddly enough, not so much teachers, but libraries print out this column and put it by the cash register because they have a knowledge of that if something's on TV, it drives circulation. And they literally are able to take a book that maybe nobody has read for years. I'll just arbitrarily say that uh, we'll talk about uh, Grapes of Wrath. If there's a broadcast on the Turner Channel of the John Ford movie and we have a little notice that it's coming, librarians like to know about this in advance so they can go into the storeroom and pull all the old copies of Grapes of Wrath because there will be a demand for that book because it's been on television, word gets out. Um, I hope that some people in the group here will uh, feel, as I do about the British, uh, will feel about th this, this idea of posting information where students can look through the 
the standards or somehow vetted information about upcoming broadcasts and, and bring it to um, a, a school near you. We're doing that in a strange way in Los Angeles by having students learn how to do this sorting by themselves and making up their own personal media menus. Uh, the, um, there's a list, if anybody's interested, I, I just email me at tbsmarts.com and there's a place about us with an email and address. But the students are equipped with <coughs> this list, come on. Okay. This is from the cable industry, but these are the, uh, there are about 50 of these live sites where the students can go sorting through. And um, depending on the subject that they're studying, they can find appropriate programming. And um, there is, um, in addition, by the way, to the posting on the TV Smarts and the, the uh, Hollywood High School thing, it goes on to a site called uh, whyville.net, which is actually for middle schoolers. I, I mentioned that at the end by virtue of my theory that the programs were made for adults to view, <coughs> but they have a dramatic thrust to them that makes it accessible to kids as young as six. And uh, the point I'm trying to make is that there is no really inappropriate time for really fine video to be exposed to a kid, whether it be a John Ford movie or a documentary from Nova. Uh, they're sponges and they pick up this stuff and they can deploy it as they take tests through their career. It tattoos things in their mind that they draw on. And uh, I recommend that anybody who wants to take up this idea and do it instead of me or with me <laughs> or without me, uh, see if they can find some way of sorting through the listings that the broadcasters put up and the standards and merge them somehow for the specific purpose of your school or your department or even your own kids. Thank you very much.